This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. We want to thank you once more for all that you have done, for all that you're doing. Lord, when we look at our individual lives and collectively of a truth, you have been faithful. You promised in your word, you said you will never leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, indeed, you have never left us. You have never forsaken us. You have been there with us. Even through the valleys, you have been there. When we went through the waters, you did not let it drown us. When we went through the fire, you didn't let it sing us. You were there for us. So we thank you. We return all glory and all praise unto you. We say, be thou exalted forever and ever in the name of Jesus. And Lord, this morning as we look into your word of life, Lord, we ask that you will speak to us in the name of Jesus. By yourself, teach us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. It was a very, very busy weekend, uh, starting from Friday. Friday, we had uh, uh, the service of songs for Brother uh, uh, Robert Terrasas, who's gone home to be with the Lord. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gentleman. Uh, very well attended service, and people spoke so glowingly about him. You know, one of the things that crossed my mind uh, during, this, <laughs> during that service, and I was telling my wife, I said, I'm not saying I'm going to die, okay? But my service of songs, make sure it's a joyous one. Because for a believer, when a believer dies, the Bible actually causes falls asleep. Amen? It's see you later. It's not goodbye. Because we will see each other again. You know, so I was telling my wife, make sure, because <laughs> she can't die before me. That one is just not possible. It's not going to happen. It's an agreement I have with God. Because this uh, young man will be clueless what to do with myself <laughs> if she's not there. You know, so I told her, you, can't, you have no permission to die before me. Anyway, so uh, Friday, and then yesterday was loaded. Uh, we had uh, our graduating class, like we, well, not this class. We did this class yesterday as well. Uh, but some of our students graduated. TJ was not here last Sunday when we were talking about it. Graduated with bachelor's in cybersecurity. That's some serious stuff right there. I'm doing cybersecurity boot camp and it's kicking my behind. You know, so I need to... <laughs> I need to get some help from uh, <laughs> TJ, you know, and Eniola, where's Eniola? Eniola graduated computer engineering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Emanuela, double aunts is what we call it. Where's Emanuela? She went home? All right. Emanuela, double honors, double major, uh, microbiology and immunology. These students are so smart, I'm telling you. It's uh, unbelievable. Praise the Lord. But we thank God for all the things that he has done. You know, what I realize is day by day we are making progress. 
regardless of the fake news, <laughs> the enemy might sell to us. Day by day, we're making progress. You are not the same person you used to be. Amen? There's a transition that is happening in all of our lives, and I dare say that transition is for the better. I'm not the man I used to be, and I'm grateful to God uh, for that. Uh, so today, we're going to continue the series that we had started. We started talking about the Advent, you know, the time, the period before the birth of Christ. And in that series, we've talked about waiting on God, the importance of waiting on God. And uh, last week, we talked about the peace that Christmas uh, presents to us. Today, I want to talk about the joy of Christmas, the joy of Christmas. You know, and if you have the church app, uh, you should have the sermon notes there already. So Christmas, as far back as I can remember, you know, has always been a happy time. You know, if I didn't know anything else, Pastor Cole, when it's Christmas, I know I'm going to get new clothes. You know, we, get, we always get new clothes for Christmas. And Christmas, in fact, breakfast, lunch, I don't know about dinner, but breakfast and lunch were always special. You know, is uh, something with a side of egg. And that egg is never the same egg we've been eating before. It's, the egg will be mixed with something, sardine, geisha, something will be whipped into it that will make it really special. And lunch, there's got to be chicken now. What are you talking about? If there's no chicken all year long, Christmas Day, there's got to be, <laughs> there's got to be chicken. My mom will buy us new clothes, you know, and uh, don't let me go there. I don't want to get emotional this morning. Anyway, uh, so everything is special about Christmas. I remember going to see, some of you will recognize this, some may not, uh, going to see Father Christmas. <laughs> Here we call it Santa Claus. <laughs> At least once in my life, I knew I went. You know, <laughs> Pastor Cole is like, what? Uh, Santa Claus. Uh, I went to see Santa Claus. Got some gifts. I don't think I was afraid, you know. I knew there was a man behind the thing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the, the, the Christmas time is generally, generally a joyous time. Even though I didn't know what Christmas was all about, you know, I didn't know the essence of Christmas. Nonetheless, it was a happy time uh, for all of us, at least in my family. Amen. Uh, but now I know better. I know that Christmas is the beginning of the unveiling of God's redemptive plan for you and myself. Uh, amen. I, I keep referencing, uh, referencing this, and it's important that we remember this. You know, even if you have not done it all year, I want you to make it part of your lifestyle. Open a book of remembrance. Kind of like a journal of gratitude of sorts. That every time something exciting, something special happens in your life, right? You write it down. Write it down. Something good. Something God did for you that makes, made you feel good about yourself. You know, because the human mind is not as smart as we think it is. Well, it is, but we... So what happens is, 
once there's an experience, after a little bit, if that thing is not being relieved, your brain will file it away somewhere deep that it will take something else to happen to cause you to remember. And trust me, bad situation will not cause you to remember good things. Amen? So, it's not a prayer. It's just a thought. <laughs> you know? But I want to let you in on a secret today. To experience the joy of Christmas, it's important that you focus on what God has done and not what is missing in your life. Whenever we are focused on what is missing, it's going to lead to anxiety and it can lead to depression. Pastor, you're welcome, sir. I need to get that out of the way. <laughs> That's Eniola's dad, Pastor Akiyode from Houston, Texas. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen? So, it's important. Keep a book of remembrance. If at this time, by this time of the year, there are things you desire of God that you don't yet have, if you go back and look in your book of remembrance, trust me, your spirit will be lifted up. You'll be able to say to yourself, even though X, Y, and Z has not happened, God has done so much for me this year. You will be excited just looking back. So do it as a practice going forward, and the Lord will help us all in the name of Jesus. And you know, I've always thought that there was a connection, and I've said this a number of times uh, in the past month, that you have never seen a grateful person that was sad. You can't be a person full of gratitude and you're sad. You can't be sad. There's a correlation between gratitude and joy and happiness. And I found two quotes, in fact three, online that actually supports that research that has been done. Let me read one to you. It says, research suggests that a correlation exists between gratitude and our happiness. Studies have found that when expressed either verbally or through written word, displays of gratitude boosts happiness levels in us and encourage pro-social behavior, the kind that triggers empathy and strongly linked to sharing, donating, and volunteering. You've never seen a self-focused, self-centered volunteer. Anybody that is willfully volunteering is coming from a place of appreciation and gratitude. That I want to go volunteer my, my time to help people that are less privileged. That doesn't come from a place of uh, ingratitude. It, come from, it comes from a place of gratitude, is what this study is saying. And then here's another uh, quote that I found. It said, feeling and expressing, this were research that were done. It said, feeling and expressing gratitude turns our mental focus to the positive, which compensates for our brain's natural tendency to focus on threats, worries, and negative aspects of life. As such, gratitude creates positive 
emotions like joy, love, and contentment, which research shows can undo the grip of negative emotions like anxiety. What's all of this telling us? It is a good thing to give thanks. It is a good thing to show gratitude. It's a good thing to say to the Lord that I'm alive, I am grateful. That you have preserved my life, I am grateful. You know, as we speak today, there are people in the hospital. There are people that wish they can come and sit in church and listen just like you and I today, but they cannot. Not because they don't want to, right? But because they cannot, you know? And there are others, even in the hospital, uh, I believe Pastor Bode has done rounds this morning, you know? In the hospital, the patients you saw, are they all at the same level? No. There are some that are wishing that their case was as mild as the other person's. That is why it is an ugly thing to do comparing yourself with anybody else. Can I say something to you this morning? You are uniquely you. Yes. Uniquely you. You know, uh, there's, there, there, there's, a, there, there's going to be a, an expression of, uh, what do you call it? Literature, poem, poetry, something. Uh, uh, next Sunday. I was at their practice and when this young lady began to speak, after she was done, I took the money in my pocket. I just threw it at her. It was that good. <laughs> it was that good. But there's no room for envy. I'm not wondering in my heart, oh, what if I can speak like she speaks? Hello. Maybe she should come and preach like I'm preaching right now. And then you see the hand shaking. You know, stay in your lane. Enjoy the gift of God on your life. You know, many of you, you've had me say things like, uh, in my broke days, you've had me talk about that. When you hear me talk about that, it almost sounds like I have, a, I have loads of money in my bank account. No, not yet. <laughs> no, let me say no. 2024, we are launching. So my account will be loaded. When I say those things, it's a, mat, it's a matter of relativity. Because I remember where I used to be, and I remember what God has taken me through, and that has caused my heart to be filled with such gratitude and appreciation for God and all he has done for me. It's not because I have everything I need. Amen? Amen. I still have a lot of needs in my life, but I know I am no longer where I used to be. And because of that, I brag, I boast in God. Not in myself. It's not by power nor by might, but I'm showing gratitude for what he has taken me through. Amen? And it's important that we do that. Gratitude will fill your heart with joy. Gratitude will fill your heart with joy. Praise the Lord. Gratitude predisposes us to kindness and friendliness because gratitude makes us feel better about ourselves. Amen? Very, very important. If you want to enjoy the true joy of Christmas, be thankful. That's the only recipe I have for you today. Uh, 
Be what? Be thankful for all he has done. You know, I think you sleep, you wake up. Be thankful for that. Amen? You have food to eat. Be thankful for that. Even though it is not the steak you want to eat, but at least you have food. Right? You have a side. You don't have the entree. There's something that goes in your mouth. Be thankful for that. Please open your Bibles with me to 1 Thessalonians. We're going to read from verse, uh, chapter 5 and the 18th verse. Very popular scripture. I'm sure some of you know this. It says, be thankful in all. Can we say that together? In all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances. You know what that means? There's a recognition that not all of your circumstance will be a pleasant one. You know, so instead of saying, in bad situation, be thankful. In good situation, be thankful. In average situation, be thankful. He just put it all together in one word. He said, in all circumstances, be thankful. Be thankful. Somebody might say, I'm about to lose my house. What is there to be thankful for? You are not being thankful for the situation. Amen? You are not being thankful because of the situation. You are being thankful because of who God is in your life. My thankfulness is not as a consequence of the, relation, uh, of the situation. It's not as a consequence of the circumstance. I'm thanking God because of who he is in my life. He says, be thankful in all circumstances. For this is the will of God for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So God has a certain expectation of you and of myself. That my situation is not determining or defining my thankfulness. Whether or not I'm thankful is not because I have. You know, when, when I didn't have, and there was a time, oh boy. Even broke people called me broke. I'm serious. You may not believe it. In fact, the church administrator at the time, a couple of years ago, we were having a conversation, and I was telling her what we were going through at the time. And she was crying. I said, it's past. That was there. He said, but I didn't know, Pastor. I said, you couldn't have known. It's not for you to, what will you do? Pay my rent. Pay my mortgage. <laughs> Amen. Lost the house, lost the vehicle. But still come to church and still maintain the joy of the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the things I've learned over the years is when you wear your problem, people will treat you like your problem. Amen? Oh, you will think they will have sympathy. Well, they may have sympathy, but no empathy. Because sympathy is, oh, oh hey, yeah, oh. Life is dealing with this. Oh, oh my goodness. That's all. Empathy is 
You now follow all of that. Ooh, ah, 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 yeah, ah, all of that, you follow it with action. That's empathy. But for the vast majority of time, when people see you look like your problem, ah, God will help us. Or at best, they remember you for one minute in their prayer. Ah, Father, Pastor is going through. Just help him. In Jesus' name. Amen. So as we were saying, Lord, yeah, just a bite of it. Why, why, why am I saying this to you? It's important to understand that the one that changes times and season is the Almighty God. Amen. The one that is able to change your season and change my season is the Almighty God Himself. And thank God for the word of prophecy this morning. I have received mine. There are certain open doors I'm expecting for 2024. You will need to reintroduce yourself to me when things begin to happen. Amen. So it says be thankful in all circumstances. I just have two points for you this morning. I don't have, I don't have uh, uh, five points and then three subsections. No, 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 no. Just two points that I want you to take home today and I want you to meditate on. I want you to remember these two things. Number one, we're talking about the joy of Christmas, the way to live and enjoy the true joy of Christmas. Number one that I want you to know is God's providence and omniscience. God's providence and his omniscience. Let me ask you this question. I don't know if this has ever happened to you before. You're driving somewhere you have never been before, in the boondocks, you know? And, uh, of course, these days you don't, you don't need to know anywhere. You just put it in GPS and you're driving. Now you're in the middle of nowhere and your GPS is telling you recalculating GPS signal lost. Anybody ever experienced that? It says GPS signal lost. In the middle of nowhere, how does that make you feel? Very lost, right? <laughs> lost and you begin to get anxious. You know? I, okay, let me tell you this quick, quick one, quick one. The first, the first uh, Holy Ghost service we had at the camp here in America, I went with somebody. And uh, how, how many of us know the story of uh, a village, well, a city in Texas, where they tied a black man to the back of a truck and dragged him through the... Okay, so that's the, that's the city where we had sig- <laughs> GPS signal lost. <laughs> so we said to ourselves, even if there's flat tire here, we are going on iron wheels. <laughs> we move. <laughs> we move. <laughs> In the middle of the night, I know I'm saying this is around midnight. We've been going round and round and round, and then finally, I don't want to mention the name of the city. I said, ah, you know it. <laughs> I said we are here now, and GPS signal lost. I said, Father, you can't do this. So. <laughs> I give me a dignifying death. <laughs> you know, it says GPS signal lost, and we get anxious. But what I want to let us know when it comes to God's providence is this, 
is that God, think about the plan of salvation. Man was doing everything to fulfill righteousness, sacrifice, and all kinds of things. But we couldn't. And God saw our helplessness and put a plan in place by himself. So God saw the helplessness of humans and in his providence, the omniscient God put in place a plan for our redemption without requiring any effort from us. That God is able to change a man's circumstances is a sure thing. How he does it is his prerogative. The problem with a lot of us, like we talked about waiting on God, is it's difficult for us to wait. It's difficult for us to even come at his feet and be quiet to say, Lord, what would you have me do? But I want you to know today, providence is before there is a need, God has gone ahead of you. He has met the need before you had the need. So why you are in need is not creating solution. The solution is already created. Let me give you an example. In Genesis chapter 22, God said to Abraham, he said, go sacrifice your son, thy only son, whom thou lovest unto me. In, read the Bible carefully. We'll read too fast. In one of the mountains in Moriah. So at Moriah, there were several mountains. But there's a particular mountain where he's supposed to go. Imagine if he had gone to the wrong mountain. He would have killed his son. And God will still be God. <laughs> GPS signal lost. He said, the one, one of the, that was bound to happen, right? All these years, I've managed. <laughs> but watch this. Watch this. He said, one of the mountains. So there's a specific mountain that God was leading him to. Thank God he was able to identify the right mountain. And in that mountain, provision was already made. When the back, there was a study I did many years ago on Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh is the God of providence. The God that meets a need before the need arises. Before Abraham got to that mountain, the ram was already waiting. The solution was already there. So when he got to the mountain... It was just a matter of playing out the script that is already written. Friends, there is such thing as the providence of God. Everything, every situation in our lives, nothing is catching him by surprise. Oh, God is not going, oh, me, how did that happen? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we say, oh, oh, my God, how did that happen? But God is not going, oh, 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 myself. How did I allow that to happen? He knows, people of God. He knows. Once you come to that realization, it frees you from worry. 
it frees you from anxiety. Knowing that God has my back. And remember, he's the omniscient God. What does that mean? He's the all-knowing God. He's the all-knowing God. Amen? So when we put our faith and confidence in him, knowing that God will never steer you wrong, it will free your life. God can never, ever steer you wrong. He can never lead you into something that is going to be problematic for you. Watch this. Romans chapter 8 and the 28th verse. It says, and we know. I love this. <laughs> it says, and we know. My question to you is, what do you know? A lot of people know a lot of stuff. They just know the things that end so. They know the wrong things. It says, and we know. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose for them. The apostle is saying, I say, we know, we know. Good, bad, ugly, we know. We know that all things work together for the good. So the example I have for you here is the example of Joseph. Yeah? Joseph, the brother, they were mad at him. They sold him into slavery. Amen? They said, we will see how that dream will be realized. But there's a catch in that story that I, I, I saw and I want to share with you. So when you... Sorry about that. Uh, Genesis chapter 37. Of course, we, we can't read 1 through 36. Uh, but just a few points here. In Genesis 37, the second verse, the Bible says, But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Uh, there's an ancient word for this. It's called amebo. Uh, there's a contemporary one. Tarotale. Amen? Olofufu. Uh-huh. But it worked out for the dad because the dad wanted to catch the scoop of what the brothers were doing. But watch this. In the next verse, the Bible says the father made for him a coat of many colors. And then following that, he had a dream. I mean, the, the Bible says the brothers hated him because the father loved him. Read carefully. We can't read all of it, but I want you to understand the progression. So first, he told on the brothers. Next, the father uh, compensated him with coat of many colors. Next, the brothers hated him because the father loved him. And following that, he had a dream. And he shared his dream with his brothers. You know what I didn't realize before? Is that there's two things playing out here. Number one, we see that Joseph has a gift of dreaming, but not interpretation. Because if he understood the interpretation of his dream, he wouldn't have shared it with his brothers. The brothers, on the other hand, had the gift of interpretation of dreams. Because the moment he said it, they understood it and they interpreted the dream. 
That is why it is a dangerous thing for you to compare yourself with others. Because when you compare yourself with other people, you lose sight of who you are. The brothers could not realize that we have a gift. We can hear a dream and interpret it. So God has something going on for us. God has something going on for us. But they were so focused on him and they lost out on their own blessing. Amen? And it went on. You know the rest of the story. But for those of you that don't know, because of this hatred, they sold him into slavery. This is where the providence of God becomes really amazing. Amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. What was supposed to be his demise became his platform to launch into destiny. What you thought was tragedy, what you thought undid you, is actually what God will use to take you to where he wants to take you. Amen? Watch this. They said, oh, well, we will sell him. A, a, a wild animal will eat him. Uh, they will, no, we tell our father, a wild animal ate him up. And all this, they came up with a bunch of nonsense stories that they were going to tell their father. But the Bible says, but we know. Somebody say, but we know. Can you make it personal? But I know that all things are working together for my good in the name of Jesus. My current situation is working out for my good in the name of Jesus. Whether I understand it or I don't understand it, he has not called me to know, uh, to understand it. It's just for me to know that he got it and he got my back. He knows everything. Can you give a shout of praise to the Lord? <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to me. Your apparent loss and tragedy are working out for your good. Oh, that job that you lost, God has a plan for you. You know, I lost, <laughs> I lost my job this year. I think I mentioned it sometime. But what I did not know was that <laughs> God wanted to put some extra cash in my pocket. I'm telling you. I made in one check. Don't let me tell you. I'm telling you. God, whatever you're going through right now, as long as you are straight with God. <laughs> Hallelujah. As long as you are on point with God. Amen. It will cause all of it. To work together for your good. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Friends, when you look at the story of uh, Joseph, time and time again, you will read in scripture, the Bible saying, and God was with Joseph. And God, Genesis 39 2, 3, 21, said, the Lord was with Joseph. Amen. Even his enemies, they noticed that the Lord 
was with Joseph. Be straight with God. Be one with God. That nothing, nothing can steal your joy. Nothing can steal your joy. As long as you're straight with God. Let's talk about the second point very quickly so we can close. Number two, we're talking about be thankful in all circumstances so you can maintain the joy of Christmas. And the first thing I said is remember the providence of God and remember that is the omniscient God. All the cal- calculations you are making and the permutations you are making, God is far beyond that. He knows all things. He knows all things. The number two is salvation. Many of us, unfortunately, have underplayed our salvation. When we, when we have a, a real deep knowledge of what it means to be saved in Christ, to be in Christ, the devil has nothing on you. Everything he tell, the story is telling, tell the devil, say, go and tell that story to the madman under the bridge. Amen? Say, when he comes to tell you stories, send him to the seashore. Say, go and count the sand of the seashore because you don't have work to do. Coming to tell me such nonsense Stupid stories. Watch this. In Colossians 1, 11 through 14. Colossians 1, 11 through 14. This is Apostle Paul writing to the church at Colossae. And he's saying to them, We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. And then he continues. He says, May you... Be filled with joy always. How? By thanking the Father. Why? Because he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. 13. For he has rescued us. Somebody say, I've been rescued. I've been rescued. I've been delivered. I've been freed. From the bondage of the enemy. Amen? It says, when you, when you understand this, your joy will be fulfilled. And you will be thanking the Father who has rescued you, who has translated you. Let's continue reading. He said, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Who has purchased, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sin? Amen. Amen. Somebody say full stop. stop. Period. Period. That is on period. Amen. There's a, (laughs) thank you. Those are my people. Got you. There's a number of things to unpack here. Number one, it says, that your joy may be filled. How? By thanking the Father. What am I thanking the Father for? For the salvation of my soul. What did he do 
Amen. He begins to listen. He said, he has made you a part of the people that will inherit this glorious thing that God has set aside. Friends, heaven is unfathomable for our human mind. You know, many years ago, God gave me this understanding. You know, as I read, and the Bible says, uh, uh, talk about the, uh, the, the streets of heaven are made of dust of gold. I'm like, really? You know? And then the Holy Spirit said to me that gold is what John is familiar with. So he could only describe what he saw by what he knew. Amen? Friends, our mind cannot wrap around what God has packaged for us. But the little we know, let's have appreciation for it. When I have appreciation for my salvation, that I am now a part of the family of God. You know, if the president of the United States decides to identify with you, you will publish it all over the world. You go to the White House, you are dinner with the president. You know, you take selfie up from the top, from the side, from below. You take different angles. And in front of the White House, make sure you show the White House. Amen? Why? Because of the association to something we consider significant. The creator of the heavens and the earth, the one that made everything, is saying, you are part of my family. And we take that lightly. He said, how did he make us an inheritor? Is that a word? That we are able to inherit. Pastor Ebukun is our encyclopedia. Inheritor. Okay, let's just make it up. He, <laughs> he made us, he gave us the ability to inherit. Let's say it like that so we are grammatically correct. We are, people are watching online. So you can't even speak English. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He, he has given us the ability to inherit. His kingdom, how did he do it? He rescued us. You and I were entrapped, entrapped in the lies of the devil. Many of us were trapped in sin. The things that you wanted to do, you couldn't do. The ones that you did not want to do is what you find yourself doing. I could relate with that. The first time I read that scripture, I said, this is true. This is me. Because I had great desires. I wanted to serve God. But if I take two steps forward, then I'll take five steps backwards. Because of all those things that were still shining at me. But he rescued me. He delivered me. He set me free. He translated me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light of his son. That is what God has done for you and I. And that is what celebrating. That is what rejoicing over. That is what he did. He delivered you. He delivered me. He delivered me. He set me free. You know, some of the people that you used to know are still living that old life. You know, not to glorify the devil or anything like that. But back in the day, you know, I smoked, I drank, and all of these things. You know, and I used to ask. So now when I'm next to somebody that has been drinking, you know the smell. Yeah. 
I even tried the... Uh, mm. And by his grace and mercy, I gave everything up. From one day to the next. That was my, that's my testimony. From one day to the next. Gave it all up. And lost taste for it. My friend was telling me on Friday, uh, Bishop Derek said he did a fast and came back and lost taste for meat and fish. Ah. Say, get thee, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> Lost taste. <laughs> Lost taste for. <laughs> but he's the better for it. So I need to go in uh, fasting and prayer. <laughs> I told him, I said, I suffered growing up. I can't be. <laughs> I can afford meat and fish. <laughs> So pray for me. <laughs> pray for me. Pray for me. Let's, let's wrap this up. Friends, if you understand the joy of salvation, you will not be sad a moment of your life. And that's the picture I've tried to paint to you today. Understand God's providence that he can, pro- he can meet every need. Understand God's omniscience that he knows everything and understand that the gift of salvation is not a little gift. Please rise to your feet. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, Visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.